the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I highly recommend getting online. And check it out, Thomas Friedman. Um, he's a fun author to read. He takes incredibly complex ideas and simplifies them. So if you ever really want to learn about the Middle East, or if you ever really want to learn about banking, or if you ever really want to learn, he does a really good job. He's, he shows up from time to time on PBS. And I'm not a PBS snob, and for the record, I think 90% of people who watch PBS are snobs. Um, and I have no way of fact checking if that's correct or not. I just, I think it's about 90. It could be 89. Some years probably as high as 92. But, um, that's right, Jack. I think Thomas Friedman worth, worthy of reading. He's probably my favorite author in the last couple of years. Um, Amazon introduced a new credit card. And what's interesting about it is it gives 5% off everything you buy from Amazon Prime. And Target's got one called the red card where if you go into Target, you get 5% off everything you buy in Target. Now, here's the problem. I don't like going to stores. I find people to be vile, filthy animals. Um, I don't like them. I don't, I don't like being near them. I tend to find that if I'm walking, they'll run a cart into me by accident, and they won't say they're sorry. I, I, you know, if you're pulling out of a parking space, they'll walk right behind you as if you are going to stop if you don't see them. Um, so I don't like people. Best day of my life was when gas stations came up with that invention of pay at the pump. Um, I cried. I was so happy. But Amazon coming up with a credit card that gives you 5% off almost makes me cry. Now, they had one with 3% off, but now it's 5% off. And I'm like, wow, everything I could have saved another 2% on without doing doing nothing. Now, I pay my credit cards off every single month, and Amazon's new credit card, it could disrupt retail. Um it's the Amazon Prime Rewards Visa Signature Card. 90 million plus people are using Amazon Prime now. Um, the credit cards included in your Amazon Prime membership and therefore no additional annual fee. The credit card waives all foreign transaction fees, which if you travel, is, it's important. Um, it gives pretty good uh, travel insurance, concierge service, 
Um, it's made of metal, like my Chase Sapphire Reserve card. Now, my Chase Sapphire Reserve card only gives me 3% off on vacations. Now, if Amazon comes up with a way to book vacations online, I'm going to get 5% off, and I'm going to be digging it. Um, <clears throat> plus, Amazon's got Prime. they got the video show, the videos and the, the shows that are starting to win awards. And um, Manchester by the Sea was a film that they basically bought. Um, and that's going to win a lot of Academy Awards this year. And people are going to go, ooh, where can I see that? And you can see it in a movie theater. Or when it's done with its theatrical release, you can see it at Amazon. Now, Apple's going to be doing the same thing. Apple's shown some very, very strong hints that they want to get into video to add to their music service. Uh, they're starting that carpool karaoke with James Corden. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's with James Corden, but they've kind of taken that idea and they're going to produce 12 episodes and they've already announced some of the people that are going to be on it. Um, so, and of course, Netflix is out there. And Netflix, they say that the average person who watches the NFL watched 9% less NFL if they also had a Netflix account. And the average person without a Netflix account watched 2% more NFL this year. So that's called a disruptor. And Amazon's credit card is a disruptor. Um, so a lot of brands from airlines to hotels offer company-specific credit cards to entice customers to spend more. Amazon wants the same thing. They want to increase its prime membership base. They want to keep you there, like Costco keeps you there with low uh, goods. But now, like, you don't have to go to Costco to, like, Amazon's figured out. They, they know how to make you happy. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning, Rob. Now, have I just enticed you to get that Amazon credit card? I wrote it down, emailed myself, reminder, yeah. Okay. So, I think I, I'm a Target holder, you know, but uh, I have a two-year-old now. And my mindset's different. I used to be that guy running into you at the with the cart, and now I have a kid. It's like, do I have to? Do I want to drive to the store? I want. And the answer is, if I have Amazon Prime boom, now, which I do now, now I'm going to get the card. Boom, push a button. Stuff came. I had stuff come to me the next day. Diapers, bottles, milk, you know, things like that. Yeah, Amazon's also done a really nice job of buying all the companies that do well. There was a website called Babies.com. Uh, diapers.com or some, it was one of those and they basically bought them because they realized you're going to be buying diapers for two years and they got you to subscribe so every week yep. you would have the diapers delivered so that's something you got to invent um, a diaperless baby <laughs> <laughs> if you can figure it out I guess they have that in like third world parts of the world so Anyway, what's up in the uh, world of real estate mortgages? Mortgage rates settling down, or they they, got they have behind? yeah. Uh, the Trump rallies, as far as the, the bond market is concerned, is has toned down a little bit. The rates came back down to four month lows, so we're hovering around around four four point one uh, for the Freddie Mac weekly survey thirty year fixed, uh, which is pretty still very good, Rob, as you know. Uh, and these are rates that we saw back in 2014, 2015, and, and in fact, we had higher sales back then. Home prices are a little bit higher now, so it's start. People are starting to say, you know, rates are going up. A lot of people, and the the murmur right now is, should people buy houses before rates really go up? Yeah. Um, let me let me add to that real quick. Sure. Um, so this time last year, we we're like, please don't raise rates. Please don't raise rates. The economy is too fragile. Now we're saying raise rates. And suddenly the fixed income trade looks much more attractive um, because it looks, there's going to be some inflation. And we want the fixed income to keep up with inflation. So a lot of people are starting to think that way. And, of course, the ramification is in your world, and it, there's ripple effects. But my mentality is i got to buy something. If I want another piece of property, I want to buy it in the next year. Because to me, rock, scissors, paper, low rate wins over home price. So the home could be at a five-year high. I don't care. 
as long as the low rate is close to its five-year low, I'm taking the low rate, if that makes sense. So you're, psych, psychologically, I think you should be ready for an influx of people who are, are a little bit panicked. Um, yeah, and there's, but there's only so many homes for sale. And, and we talked with a realtor last night. There's, you know, Fremont, for example, only has 98 homes listed right now, single family homes. And, and, and that's not a lot. I and mean, their average is well over 200. So you, you're looking at, uh, that mentality of people wanting to buy houses, lock in that low rate, um, start saving on principal and your taxes and, and appreciation. And then where's the house that I'm going to buy? Then you have to worry about the affordability part of it. Uh, median home price in Alameda County is at 733,000. San Mateo County, it's 1.21 million. So where, where is, where are those buyers coming from? Um, it's interesting that you brought up Fremont because every time you bring up Fremont, I think of Eric Cartman, um, singing in the ghetto. As the snow flies on a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little babe child is born in the ghetto. <laughs> you do that too well. In the ghetto. As mama cries because it's, there's one thing that she doesn't need. It's another hungry mouth to feed and get you. You will respect my authority. Um, so I'm not sure whose version I like more. Um, Elvis Presley's, um, Bruce Springsteen, or Cartman. Cartman. I think I like Cartman's version yeah. the most. I don't know if he still sings, but he was funnier. Yeah. He did the, I'm sailing away in the early seasons. And I don't think they, 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 sing, they have him sing as much. I haven't watched uh, South Park in a, quite a while. Oh, it was good during the political it season. It was great. During, during the political the, season this the, year. Oh, was it? They had Mr. Mackey basically being Trump, and he was trying to do everything he could not to get elected. He was orange, right? Yeah, he was orange. Yeah, I saw I saw a little bit of that. And that were, is not appropriate behavior, okay? Good. <laughs> so doing everything he can not to get elected. And, of course, uh, the thing that got him was he kneeled, and that's when people started, like, yeah. during the national anthem, loving him even more. Anyway, we'll talk real estate, we'll talk uh, mortgages, we'll talk delinquencies, also known as foreclosures in the world of real estate, at a 10-year low. That's a good thing. It's competitive. Like Tony said, not a lot of houses for sale. It's competitive. That's a problem That's if you're a buyer. It's wonderful if you're a seller. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thank you for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Tony mentioned he's here from BayAreaLoanSource.com. He mentioned he has a two-year-old kid in you know, diapers and things like that. Kids aren't cheap. They found out, they didn't find out, but a study was released this week that a kid costs about $17,100 per year to raise over 230000 per from zero to 17. That's the basic idea. So it's an expensive concept, and a lot of people don't know that going in. And raising a kid, for instance, in the Bay Area is going to be even more pricey because daycare and things along those lines are just 
factored into, well, it's expensive here, so we're going to charge more than what you would get in daycare in Oklahoma City, for instance. Um, one of the things that I remember you know, quite well about my parents is that they raised six kids and all six of us went, got a high school degree and all six of us got college degrees and some advanced degrees. None of us ever went to prison. Some of us spent some nights in jail, but none of us ever went to prison. That's what we like to tell our mom. Um, so she was proud of that, <laughs> all things considered. Um, but the financial lessons, I saw my mom live on a budget um, and that's, that stayed with me for my whole life. That it's in fact it's haunted me because my dad was a little bit of a jerk about it. He, you know, she's she's the housewife. She was the CEO of the house with six kids. Six kids are a lot of mouths to feed. Um, but she did it. She was magical on it. And you know, everything that I wanted, I didn't get. Anything that I needed, I got. I played 17 years of soccer and I always had cleats and shin guards and, and clean uniforms. Um, I remember when video games came out, there was a point in time where I wanted a game called Crystal Caves or Crystal Something, and it was on the Commodore 64. I don't even remember the details of this, but I basically begged and whined and pleaded with my mother. Notice my father was out of the negotiation. It was summertime. I needed something to do, so I went straight to my mom, and she got it for me, and then I instantly felt guilt. I remember that, that just overwhelming feeling of guilt. Um... And it's horrible. So at that age, I learned the difference between wanting something and needing something. Um, and I wanted it. And then once I got it, I it, the thrill was over. I don't even know I, I enjoyed the game because uh, it was such a horrible feeling. Anything your parents taught you? Like, again, uh, budgeting and wants and needs for me. And I'll pass that on to future black generations. Uh, anything your parents passed on to you that you'll pass on to future Mendezes? Yeah, I mean, and, I, I wait, think, wait. For the record, Tony <laughs> is not the other half. He is not one of the Menendez brothers. He did not yeah, kill his parents. Unfortunately, that I, I I've lived with that for quite a few years. Rob. Well, they're back in the um, news now, and I do have a they've twin. Both, they've both married people. Yeah, it's that's crazy. What's up with women who marry prisoners, life prisoners? I I hopefully will never have to know that firsthand. I don't plan on it either. Uh, you know, I think everybody learns something from their parents. Um, my parents were were my, I had a working dad. Yeah. Um, my mom stayed home. She was a, a loving mom. Um, she did. You know, she was kind of the the negotiator. Um, my dad was always just kind of the enforcer. Um, I learned that. Uh, you know, I learned that I don't want to be exactly like my parents. I think that's something that uh, a lot of People who have children end up um, kind of realizing and trying to kind of justify some of the things they do or they don't do. Um, on the money side, you know, we 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 always had a house. Um, my my dad always owned a house, or my parents, and I thought that was something that I I always enjoyed. And we always had a yard to play in, and I learned the value of, of working hard. And I think that's the one thing that and, and that working hard and being consistent over a long period of time. My dad had one job his whole life. Um, I. When I got into this business, when I got into financing back in 1999, the first thing that I realized was that people don't have the same job their whole life. Um, in fact, they have multiple jobs. Um, and I, I thought that was kind of strange. That was my, one of my well, first my dad, realizations. My dad that, was a military guy. Your dad was an intelligence yes, guy. Yeah. And um, But in the military, my dad had n- numerous jobs. Right. Well, I mean, my dad. One time he counted did, dead bodies in okay. Vietnam. One time he drove a tank in Vietnam. Then he got in charge of uh, working at the PX, the 
you know, the kind of big shopping center for uh, people. Then he was in charge of working with Ross Pro and EDS and bringing computers into the United States Army, which was kind of a really big deal. He made, you know, billions of dollars for Ross Pro in that deal. So that's kind of interesting. That would have been a little bit more interesting. Though. My dad would, did the same thing his whole life, okay. um, for the most part. And, uh, you know, that kind of rubbed off on us and in, in, in a way. You know, I've had a couple jobs throughout my life and and you know my wife's had a couple jobs through her life and you know we always you know i ended up in 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 financing and in real estate uh, kind of the uh, it is a passion of mine i've always liked working with homes and and working with people i think people uh, i know that you you're view on going to target and getting bumped into and i'm on the other side i like meeting people and and it it, 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 I think that was a product of my parents that, you know, I was taught how to be friendly, how to be social, and how to communicate and how to listen. My dad was the one who taught me how to listen. Um, in fact, he still tells me I have ADD. And, um, and in fact, just not too long ago, you know, I'm 50 years old, Rob, and having your dad tell you that you have ADD is kind of interesting. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm still learning stuff from my dad and mom. You're darn tootin'. <laughs> that's, Tony's, that's Tony's dad. So, oh, I'm 87 years old. I've been around since dirt was born. How's your dad at driving? Is he still good? Uh, my, my, he's he's excellent driver. But he's one day he'll be the fast driver. One day he'll be that the geezer on the road that you want to get him out of the way. So it, it's all about a, what mood he's in. I've known your dad for many years, and after my father passed away, he invited me over to his house for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I've always appreciated that because it's a class act being a, a, a father like that, and it's something that we all should aspire to. Um, with that said, I saw that foreclosures uh, are at a 10-year low. California's at an 11-year low. Um, That's good news and bad news, right? It is. And it's, it's. I want poor people to fail. I want more people to fail because I look better in a Darwinian curve. Well, it also... It also supplies some markets, get some people out of houses that shouldn't be in houses, they should be renting. Sure, and it also means that lenders are back taking a little bit more risk. There's a little bit more products out there for people. And, um, you know, with low interest rates and, you know, those margins for the lenders have gotten pretty large uh, for, as far as it, – it, it may not seem like it with low interest rates, but the margins are pretty large for these for these lenders. They just have to keep a lot more money and assets. Um, so they've really – they've shrunk their operations. They're charging a little bit more, and they're making more money. Uh, and – that's allowing them to take a little bit more risk, uh, but I wouldn't really translate in that. California still has a backlog. I think the nation as a whole has has a backlog. We're going to still see these foreclosures trickle in, but eventually the qualified mortgage era is going to kick in and really show that qualif- that the qualified mortgages, you know, capping credit scores, capping debt ratios is really going to pan out to a lower than average foreclosure rate in the United States and default rate on on you know anything to do with housing. In the long run. So last year we were worried about interest rates rising. This year we're expecting them and we want them to rise as a sign of a healthy economy to support our stock market. Interest rates moving higher has me thinking, if I want to get a good low interest rate mortgage, this is the year to do it. Contact Tony if you're thinking the way I'm thinking. You can find him at www.com. Call Rob Black now, 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Remember that phrase, don't count your chickens before they are hatched? I had no clue what it meant until I moved to the Bay Area 15, 16 years ago. And that's when I learned about restricted stock options and options and venture capital and people who dream big and people who start uh, apps and people who fail. Um, I now know... Well, this, this could tell you that I don't have good friends because I know three people who have left corporate America, started their own company, and failed. Um, and that's a year and a half. Sometimes, in one case, it was seven years where this guy left his job and basically ran up credit card after credit card after credit card after credit card after credit card. And then finally, him and his wife divorced in, in an ugly manner of not the police knocking on their door, but they were going as far as faking faking W-2s so they can rent a place. Um, which I'm not sure if that's what type of, uh, is that uh, a misdemeanor? Is it, you know, bigger? I, I I can't tell you. I have to imagine it's a big, I think it's a felony, I would imagine. Oops, microphone. It's definitely fraud. Yeah, there we go. So, Mike, you're fired. <laughs> Mike's my engineer. Anyone wants to hire him, he's, um, you blew it. He's, well, he's what he is. So so don't count your chickens before they hatch. And a lot of that is, again, a lot of people think, oh, one day I'm going to turn out better than I am, or one day I'm going to have more money. It really takes a lot of time. I've known Tony since he was 20 when basically he didn't have two pennies to rub together. Um, or he couldn't save two pennies to rub together. And now he's got a sizable amount of money, and it, 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 it kind of happens over not night. No, no, no. You realize it overnight because it's slow, slow, slow. So don't count your chickens before they hatch. That's what that means, in my opinion. And um, I know way too many people who have nothing saved or very little saved. And a million dollars isn't enough, in my opinion. Get your foot in the front door is a good piece of advice. The cost of housing in the Bay Area is ridiculous. I saw that in, if you live in Marin or San Francisco, it takes 107% of your income to buy a house. And it takes something like 77% of your income to rent. And those numbers are just wrong on so many levels. So you have to do, you have to inherit money. You have to live with two or three roommates. Uh, not one or two roommates, but two or three. So um, find out where you can pursue your happiness. Uh, it may not be where you are right now. Today, the median sales price for a San Francisco home is over $1.1 million. No one's happy about real estate prices. Unless, of course, you have real estate. And Tony said something interesting to me not too long ago. Do you remember when you said this? You go, There's a lot of people who their mom and dad bought real estate, so they're wealthy, and they've done nothing other than come out of the mother's uterus, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And they're, they're pretty financially stupid when you talk to them because they have money, but they don't know how they really got the money. Yeah. A lot of it's house-rich situations. Um I like the story that you were talking about earlier today that the you know baby boomers compared to millennials um they have higher debt they're not saving as much they're they're not 
um, making as much. They are not buying houses as often. Uh, and it, it's, and you do run into the scenarios to live in the Bay Area to make the Bay Area money. And it's unfortunate that that Bay Area money that you're making can't afford a Bay Area house and you do end up renting and you're spending a lot of your money, uh, into, uh, you know, giving it to a landlord. And every time that you make that payment, you wish you owned real estate. And I think that's one of the reasons why we see a lot of reports like by Redfin and Realtor.com and, uh, a lot of these other research places where people are looking out of Bay Area ha, has seen more uh, growth in out-of-state searches for real estate than you know the previous 10 years, and, it, and there's a reason why. Going back to the millennials as a group, and this is going to be fascinating for me because I'm a demographic kind of guy. Um, my generation, your generation, or Generation X, um, we have some nasty spending habits. Where again, talking about our parents, they taught us this. Get a new car, get a house. Um, millennials tend to do things a lot differently than their parents. They'd rather pay for an Uber than a new outfit. They're cutting cable. They hate napkins. They, their spending habits continue to fascinate and frustrate retailers. The retailers don't know what to do. Millennials are far less likely to buy something because it's convenient, something many companies capitalize on. Um, so, like when I go to Home Depot and I like, ooh, a Diet Coke or ooh, a candy bar at the checkout. They don't do that as much. Or a brand new drill or another hammer. Um, <laughs> there's areas where millennials are willing to spend, but overall they're not leveraging themselves up to make their uh, dollars go further. So retailers are kind of freaked out by it. Uh, they'd rather have a nice vacation instead of um, different types of assets. Happiness is a big asset to a millennial. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and convenience, transparency, and purity of the food. Uh, is a big trend. Uh, you know, I think this is all kind of interesting. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, I don't have my call screen up, so let's just go to the call. Bill and Milopoulos. Hey, Hello. Bill, how's life in Milopoulos? It's great. What's on your mind? So I have a question about... Um I went to a seminar that was advertised on the radio and was about um, basically how to positioning money so you don't pay taxes on it. And it was like a maximum funded tax advantage insurance product. Okay. And um, the guy you just fired told me I couldn't use the name on the air. So What's, what's the name? Pardon? What's the guy's name? I don't care. Uh, Doug Andrew. Okay. Never heard of him. He's an insurance guy. He's pushing a product to try to get a transaction from you. It's probably annuity-based or insurance-based, like you said. Um, the Obama administration, thanks for the call, did a really good thing by setting up with basically a fiduciary standard that was going to try to put some of these guys out of business. Um, to me, it's a, it's a crime. And I've heard of a guy who advertises on sports radio. Um, I don't advertise. I'm... I'm paid to do this. Everyone else advertises. Um, Tony Mendez, he pays to be the mortgage guy here. At What time do you do your show? Six o'clock on Thursdays? Six to seven on Thursdays. Um, but he's also a good friend of mine, and he, he, I told him to do a good show. Now, the guy that you went to see a seminar with, um, what he wants you to do is take your 401k and sock it into an insurance product so he gets basically 9%. Um, fiduciary is a term that we need to become more standardized because 
that transaction to put a big lump sum of your money into an insurance product um, is, in my opinion, criminal. Um, and it needs to be stopped because it takes 9% of your money away from you and it puts it in his pocket. Um, if anyone wants advice on annuities, I've got some great emails that I could send you. Um, you know, annuities have been picked on by FINRA, which is a government agency that basically says they're not for everyone. They're typically for less than 1% of America because it's a high-end product um, that has huge commissions, huge fees. You'd be better to leave your money in investable assets like it was at the 401k, but he wants to do a transaction with you. Um, the implications that he was implying that there's going to be a, a great tax benefit from it is wrong, um, and he didn't disclose the fees or the costs. And again, you know, every industry has people who I, I would refer to as shysters, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the radio. I'm sure I am, but make it sound more controversial by saying I don't know if I can. But, um, you know, you're going to get bad mechanics out there, and that, this is a bad financial person that, honestly, if I could put him in a room of, of, of gas that melts skin off his body, I would do it and watch with glee, um, in large part because there's some bad people out there selling bad products. But if anyone wants to email me, I'll send you um, what the Federal Reserve, I'll send you what our government agencies say, I'll send you what financial experts say about how bad annuities are, um, and they're not good. How Annuities can be good if they're low fee, low commission, and they're 10%, 20% of your income in retirement. They can be a complement, but it's low fee, low low commission. Um, for instance, I have insurance and I use Geico and uh, USAA. And oddly enough, I don't have an insurance agent who makes a commission off of me. Um, I have an insurance company who does USAA and Geico. Um, I don't like the insurance agent selling financial products. It's, it's, it's a conflict right there. Insurance is used for emergencies. Um, insurance covers what you can't afford to lose. It's not covering, hey, we're going to make your retirement golden and lovely. Um, no. Uh, so if anyone wants an article, I can send out numerous articles and proof and statistics uh, that the annuities are not good for you. And most financial experts will tell you that. The people who won't are the people who are trying to get business from you. And they're trying to get a big fat commission from you. And they'll use fear a lot. And uh, you got suckered. So that tells me something about him. He went to the pro- He went to the event and he fell for the sales pitch. So Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, have you ever been to a seminar that? Oh yeah. You, you like the sales pitch, and then you get home, and you're like, "Wait a minute." I've been at the the seminars where there's different stages, and and you you get guilted into feeling that it's that if you don't go to the next stage, you're not going to be successful. It's kind of scary going to these because a lot of I watched maybe thirty percent of the people in the first he, seminar. Kiyosaki, pay, Kiyosaki's famous for that. Pay an extra two hundred dollars to go to the next seminar so that don't you can, and they'll say things like, Don't you want to take care of your family? Pull out your credit card now. If you don't take out your credit card now, you're not taking care of your family. Yeah. You're like, what? So one of them moves you from the small table, the kids table, to the big parents table. I'm like that's pretty retarded. But it works. I'm Rob Black. It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. To win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational lunch event in Berkeley on February 9th. We'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. 
You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, February 9th, 11 a.m. lunch at the Berkeley Marina Doubletree. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RETIRE123. Hope to see you Thursday, February 9th. Once again, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Free for KDOW listeners using promo code RETIRE123. Com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, I'm searching a news source right now for the word real estate and looking at some of the top stories for 2017. Some of the headlines are the frenzy for Manhattan real estate over. Vancouver's real estate is declining in almost every measure. Um, what else? New York City's real estate tax revenue is tumbling. And uh, a couple others, you know, none of them are saying this is the golden time. Um, and one of them says the golden years of New York City's luxury real estate market are over. Uh, I would say, and I think this is just being honest with you, and I try to do a show that's as honest as possible. And I just took a call from someone who was talking about annuities and, you know, buying life insurance products as an investor uh, from an investment perspective. And you have to see that, like, the best thing you can do if you're young right now is to go to Vanguard or TD Ameritrade or Schwab and get a low-cost index fund to handle your investments. You don't need someone like me or you don't need – I remember when I was 22, I worked with a stockbroker from Smith Barney. And my first trade was 400 bucks, and he got probably 200 of it. Now, trades can be free, especially if you're buying these low-cost um, investment vehicles. So things change. Um, if anyone wants a copy of an article on annuities, I've got the research to show it to you. Um, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. So I can be honest that, you know, I was driving into work this morning, and I said to myself, you know, because on Fridays I sometimes talk with Tony Mendez, I haven't really it's, – it's tough for me to get excited about my home – Improving in, in in value at this point in time because it already has, and it moved a lot in the last six years. In the last year, it feels like it's been stagnant. So I'll get a Zillow estimate sent to my house, sent to my email, kind of thing, and it says your house is still worth what it was last year. And ultimately, that's based on square footage and a lot of things. And uh, maybe two years ago, there was twenty people bidding on a house. Then there's ten last year, and maybe there's three this year. Yeah. I, I can honestly say I don't think my house goes up in value for five years. And what happens is you might naturally, and, and a lot of people naturally go through this process where they go, well, maybe we should sell our house, and then they go, where, where are we going to buy? Right. And they're going to run into, you know, and they're thinking, should we upgrade? Can we move to a better school district and take advantage of these higher prices? But they're going to find higher prices elsewhere. Um, so a lot of people are, I'm, I'm not fearful that people are going to think like you and say, I'm going to sell. I'm 
not fearful at all that they're going to, I'm fearful that they're not going to find a place somewhere else. Not fearful, but that is one of the concerns is, is the replacement house. Um, so that's one of the reasons we're seeing companies like Home Depot and Lowe's do very well because a lot of people are reinvesting into their properties. Um, they're building up, they're building out, they're, they're doing a lot of serious upgrades in their house. Uh, and they're saying this is I, I have found an area where real estate hasn't gone up a lot. <laughs> I'm considering it. <clears throat> it's uh, Archipelago in Oceana. Um, it's in the South Pacific. The capital of Tonga is Nukafulufa. I'm thinking about moving to Nukafulufa because I can live like a king there. Literally, it's a kingdom. Who who doesn't want to live in a kingdom, right? <laughs> Uh, Tonga is made up of 176 islands that are scattered over 270,000 square miles. Um, so you can find places where real estate hasn't gone up a lot. Lowest, it's you one live of, like a king there. It's one of the lowest costs of living in the world. So um, let's see. The total gross domestic product of Tonga is $313 million, mostly in tourism and fishing. Okay, that's good. Um, the National Day of Tonga is celebrated November 4th every year. It's also known as their Constitution Day. So these are good things to know. But yeah, um, you know what's kind of interesting is also, I told you, like with interest rates going up this year, I'm, I'm really trying to speed up my next home that I buy. Is it going to be a rental? Is it going to be a vacation property? Is it going to be in the United States? Is it going to be in California? Is it going to be in Hawaii? Is it going to be in Mexico? With the Mexican peso crashing, which for the record, I think in the second half of this year, the peso is going to be an amazing trade uh, because it's been oversold, in my opinion. And that's where the area where there's a lot of value is in different currency real estate. When there's because currencies sometimes move on political headlines versus economics. Um, so Mexico is kind of interesting, but you know, unless unless there's some animosity between Mexico and the United States, which could very well happen. And owning real they may change laws on real estate being owned by because you're not really owning it, you're leasing. So they could easily change those laws, unlike they can do here in the United States. That's why it's so attractive to own real estate here because you own it. They don't take it from you like they used to. Rates are rates are good uh, in the United States, and and people are still pretty very confident. Uh, although we've seen some dips in the the people who say it's a good time to to buy, and we've seen more people say it's a good time to sell. I think that's naturally what we're going to see when we start hitting these peaks again. But um, I, again, I'm not fearful. People are going to sell off, Rob. Uh, we, we're in the qualified mortgage age. Uh, the people who have refinanced and bought in the last six seven years qualified for a loan. They didn't use a teaser loan. They didn't use a start a stated income loan or a liar loan. And that means that we have a much stronger buyer pool, ownership pool, and that that's not. And, and we're seeing this foreclosures are at, at lows. We're not going to see that sell off because of the reasons we saw in 2007, where people were getting loans that shouldn't got loans. Right. We're we're just worried about the inequality of income right now. I mean, there was a stat I saw that the difference between the top 20 percent in incomes in the Bay Area and the lower half of the income. The tw- lower 20% is about $273,000. So who's buying homes? Is it the lower 20% or is it the top 20%? It's the top 20%. And I work with a girl at Cron, or a woman, that's the right way of saying it. She's 23, 24. Um, just got out of college, and she does a lot of the video work for Cron. Um, she lives in Oakland in basically a warehouse with like 10 other people. And I think of myself back 20 years ago, no way. So the opportunities for me are far greater than the opportunities are for her in a big major market. So 
Anyhow, anyway, you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. Seminars are always coming up. I got one coming up um, soon. You can sign up at RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.